Hungry Trilobite Podcast would like to start by acknowledging these fine conventions. SoonerCon. Oklahoma's longest-running pop culture convention is ready to return in 2023. SoonerCon 31 will be held in Norman, Oklahoma on June 30th through July 2nd, 2023. Gaming, cosplay, autographs, and an art auction await. Visit SoonerCon.com for more details. The Hellmouth Convention where fandoms bleed together. Evoking the center of the mystical convergence, our event includes fandoms and travelers from all over the world. Like the Hellmouth itself, things gravitate toward it that you might not find elsewhere. The celebration is scheduled for June 9th through 11th, 2023, in Los Angeles, California. Go to thehellmouth.org to plan your visit. Welcome to today's episode of the Hungry Trilobite Podcast. My name is Aaron Bossig, and I'm going to be your host. Today I'm welcoming Jim, the podcast Sherpa, to my show, and he and I are going to have a great discussion on what it takes to build a podcast, grow your audience, get to know your audience, and make the tough choices as to what you want to do with your own content in a world full of possibilities. There's going to be a lot of inside baseball on this show and a lot of discussion as to why he and I do the things we do and what we get out of it as creators. And at the end of the show, I'm going to spend a lot of time doing some housekeeping on what's going on with my Twitter account in light of the recent Elon Musk acquisition of Twitter. But let's not worry about that right now. Please come back at the end of the show. Let's get started right now. On mic today, we have Jim, the podcast Sherpa. How are you doing? Good, sir. Hello there, Aaron. Good to see you. Good seeing you too. We got together a ways back. We were trying to figure out exactly when it was. Um, I'm going to link to that episode in our show notes, but we had a good chat about just podcaster to podcaster trying to figure out what we have in common because our shows have a very similar bent that we just like creative people. We like that energy. Absolutely. Why did you get into it? How did you decide on your format for your show? Uh, it's funny. Uh, the original idea for the show was I wanted to do a music podcast. And because uh, I'm a really big music buff. But I saw when you kind of got started, there was a lot of licensing issues. And, you know, you really have to tread very carefully when you're doing that sort of podcast. So I was like, well, what else can I do? And I was like, well, I'm enjoying listening to all these different types of podcasts. I'm like, why not do a podcast about podcasts? And I was off to the races from there. Okay, so when did you get into podcasting? Like, when did uh, you start listening? When did I get listening? About, uh, I would say, close to five years ago. Okay. Like, okay. I was late to the game. Well, you maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, I was there a lot earlier than most, but I started as soon as I could have. So I don't think you were late. I okay. think you were grabbing it when the, the culture grabbed it. So you were like right in the meaty part of the curve. That's the way I'd look at it. <laughs> Just as the wave was starting to hit the sand. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you got to see a lot of stuff with fresh eyes. So when you do what kind of thing you're doing, where you come up with an idea, like what about a podcast about podcasting, about, you know, just you're starting to see the, this is actually going to be a force in the, in the world. This is something that I want to grab onto. And I think that's pretty darn cool. Yeah. I don't know if you did this when, when you started The Hungry Trilobite, but when I decided I wanted to do it, I had like a little post-it and I kept it in my wallet. And every time I got like an idea, I would write it down on this little piece of paper. So then by the time I was like ready to record, I had about like 20 different ideas on like 
a post-it like yay big. <laughs> I don't do post-it notes. I have a little notebook. Okay. A physical notebook and I it has no organization whatsoever. It's like literally it goes from the brain to the pen and then I figure it out later. <laughs> and my handwriting is horrible. I'm like, why did I write cow on this piece of paper? <laughs> People are like, why did you not become a doctor? That's right. When I was in junior high school, I had this wonderful science teacher named Mr. Levecki. And he said, I'm going to call you doc for the rest of the year. He said, because you have a handwriting like doc, like a doctor. <laughs> well, you know, we figured out a way, something that worked for us. Nobody complains about a podcaster having bad handwriting. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. So what do you see the culture of the podcasting world being like right now? What, as somebody who's done this as long as you have now, and I love your show. You're, oh, you've you. got good stuff. So you know what you're doing. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I mean, podcasting encapsulates so much, though. You know, I mean, there, there is something for everybody, depending on what, what your interests are. I remember talking to uh, Dave Jackson a while ago, who runs uh, the School of Podcasting. And he actually said to me, he said, you know, if somebody asks you about a podcast, just say, well, just you know, Google your interest there and in all likelihood, you will find a podcast about it. So, you know, you can go into different directions once you start listening. That's why I call it Mount Podcasting because it's just one big mountain of podcasts. And what I like to tell people about why they should look into this is because it is a very empowering format. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cost a lot to get into it. You can reach almost anybody right away if they want to hear what you have to say. And that's kind of the tricky part is to say something that somebody wants to hear. But once you get your word out there, it's the people will find you. That is, that is very true. And, you know, when we're do, doing stuff with guests too, you want people that you know, are at least going to be pleasant to listen to. You don't want somebody who's just going to yell at you or, you know, or call you stupid. Some people that like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's not my cup of tea in any way, shape, or form. I don't want to get people on here who are going to yell and scream and try to prove themselves to be the smartest person on earth because yeah. I've met fun of those people in college. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, but well, I mean, I'm sure we've both experienced where you're doing the interview from hell and the person just, they just talk right over you and it doesn't matter that you're asking them a question. They just want to hear themselves speak and talk about how wonderful they are and like, okay, I think I'm going to accidentally hit the delete button on this because they're forgetting that this is my podcast and I, I know when to air it. <laughs> I ha I've been fortunate enough that I haven't had that on this particular show. Okay. There are other areas of the fandom where I have very much had that experience. And because <laughs> that is not my playground, I have to be a good neighbor. <laughs> that's, that's, that's this very is a way of putting it, sir. Yeah. <laughs> this is my playground and... I'm pretty easy going on the rules, but there are rules. Absolutely. And, you know, I always say, uh, if, if you're going to be the guest on somebody's show, it's kind of like being a guest at somebody's house for dinner, because you really want to act so that you would be invited back, mm -hmm. you, you know, because <laughs> who's going to want to listen to you? Like, oh, he's got that guy on again. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll just wait till next time. I think to some degree, a little bit comes from like cable TV and specific, the, the talk shows, the news shows, the things that are incentivized to make people fight each other for entertainment. Yeah, There, there was this mentality that that was going to translate over into the internet and podcasting. And it has to some degree, but I also think 
there's a lot of people like, no, I, let's be the grownups in the room. Let, let's have something that makes us think for five minutes before we turn it off. That's what we're here for. And exactly. And when it's your show too, you, you kind of get to call the rules and you, you know that what the tone of your show is going to be. You don't want mm -hmm. it to turn into a free for all, or maybe you do, you know, that's, that's your call. And I'll give you, I'll pull the curtain back here. I'm this is the first time I've ever actually said this, but I, what I said to you before I hit the record button is the same thing I say to 99% of the people who sit in that chair right there. Mm -hmm. I say, I just want you to have fun. I'm yeah. not here to grill you. I'm not here to give you an agenda. Right. I want you to have fun because if you have fun, so will the audience. And I want the audience to have fun too. <laughs> I, I actually go by the same rule too. I just say, just relax. You know, if you go off on a tangent when you're talking, go off on a tangent. Because sometimes those little tangents actually give the listener a little bit more insight into, you know, the person that's being interviewed. And so many times that, you know, I've had people on here who have been famous many times over. They've, they've talked about their career for you know, literally 60 years at this point. Mm -hmm. And they've rehearsed that awesome story they have to tell so many times, and I'm glad they're telling it. But there's, it's a practiced bit. They're like Jerry Seinfeld talking about what's the deal with airline peanuts. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I need you to break out of that and just talk about why you're having a good day. I right. need to talk about what's on your mind. Why, why is this show here a good idea? Why is your next project a good idea? The stuff you're not ready to talk about, let's talk about that. That's true. Yeah. Cause I mean, we have, we probably both interviewed Larry Hankin. Mm -hmm. Cause as I think as, as most people on in the SJ network have, because he's a good friend with Steve Joyner, our super publicist. And when he goes on everybody's show, it's a different interview every time. And he, he doesn't have that, that set block of stories to go to. He's got this wide breadth of experience. And because we've all got different shows, you know, we want to focus on like on different areas of his career. He he's like Mr. Podcast to me. Larry Hankin is one of the gems of the podcasting world for that very reason. Because mm -hmm. like you just said, he is a different guy each time. He's always he's got a, a well of information that he can just pull from each time. There's a different bucket each day, but also he's got a sense of humor that is perfect for the internet because he, he does best without censorship let's put it that way <laughs> and, and he loves podcasts too mm -hmm. yeah he's, he's a big fan which is which makes it even easier so he like we were just talking about you know you, you're in that right frame of mind to go into an interview saying okay we're just gonna go we're gonna talk we're gonna have fun and yeah and then we're off to the races and you know, I've said before, I don't really want to use the word interview on this show because there's so many better ways of just getting a, a dialogue back and forth. Mm -hmm. I, I, I find it so easy to sit down with somebody who we don't have the same profession. I mean, you and I do podcasts. So that We have that in common, but I've had video game designers on the show. I can't do that. I'm not a comic book artist. I'm not a film director. Right. I'm not a psychic. I, there's a lot of things I am not. So I want to see what we have in common. Yeah. Yeah, there's always that uh, that little shred of commonality, I guess, between uh, the guest and the host. And sometimes like, you, you don't know it or sometimes you realize it too late, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In that last five minutes, I was like, oh, I wish I had known this sooner. That's, that's a tough one. When you get to the end and you realize you have an hour's worth of stuff that you just thought of and you have to wrap this up in about five minutes. <laughs> Those little ones were like, can you come back? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's probably the simplest way of, uh, of handling that. 
And, and I know maybe somebody listening now might be like, well, I don't have a podcast. Why am I listening to these two clowns? But the thing is, this is what it, this is what goes into getting the information into your ear these days. And I encourage people to try this because it's very freeing. It's a huge flexibility in the format. Yeah. There is a new app. Out. Well, it's not new, actually. It's been out for a little while. I think it just came on Android several months back called Wisdom. And uh, it's social audio. And you, you get, it's kind of like Clubhouse, I guess. Okay. I don't really know too much about Clubhouse, so I'm not going to speak on that. But Wisdom, like you, you, you talk and uh, you can have people ask you questions and they get 10 minutes to talk to you. And like, I mean, if they get out of line, you can just say, boop, okay, you're gone. You know, and and on Wednesday nights I do podcasts and podcasting, and I've had people come on who have podcasts, people who've been thinking about doing podcasts, you know, uh, people who just want to maybe compare notes, saying, you know, what are you doing for this? I'm doing this. You think it's a good idea, you know? And that, and that really opens it up. The other day, uh, one of my guests was the woman that founded the app, and she oh. had a lot of brilliant things to say about like social audio. And I was saying, you know, it's not one against the other. There's really a lot of intertwining between social audio itself and podcasting. You know, it, one kind of takes from the other, but, but you know, it doesn't destroy the other thing either. That's uh, before I was mentioning the idea that people were taking the, the, the fighting for entertainment thing from TV. That's another thing they're taking from TV. They're coming from the idea that if you're watching Leno, you're not watching Letterman. And if you're watching Letterman, you're not watching Leno. And with podcasting, it's like, no, you can find three people that you love and just line their stuff up on your phone and listen to all of them. <laughs> Jim, you and I are not competitors. We're colleagues. Right. Absolutely. I, I don't know too many podcasters that have beef with each other anyway. <laughs> they, they do. <laughs> oh, oh, I know a lot, but I, they're wrong for doing that because they're only hurting themselves. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think I've ever had a problem. With, you know, if there was somebody that I really didn't care for, you know, people are going to listen to who they're going to listen to, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's, it makes me look like a little kid if I'm saying, oh, you shouldn't be listening to, you know, Bob Smith because, you know, his podcast is very good. People are going to make up their own minds anyway, what's mm -hmm. good and what's not good. But that, that woman's app is really interesting. I want to look into it. Have you heard of Good Pods? Yes. Yes, I have. It's like, that's like the social, the social media podcast. It app. is. And it's got some really great ideas to it. There was a time I took a challenge and I would, after the episode was wrapped up, without any prep, I would open up the app on mic and just search for something interesting I found in the episode mm -hmm. to see how easily I could draw up relevant content through that app. It was like a real-time test. And it worked really well hmm that's that's pretty cool i didn't, didn't really get too heavy into it but it looked like a good uh a good premise you know it they, is. They, they really they, they like to kind of tie it into social media and recommendations and everything like that right yeah it is and it's kind of an idea of, of sharing what you're listening with other friends because that can be an issue is finding what you're listening to and if you have friends who are maybe listening to stuff and not sharing it with you it's hard to keep up keep current mm -hmm. Yeah, that that is true, and I mean that's probably one thing when, uh, like when, when I had you on, like I always say, well, what podcast do you like to listen to? So now it's that you now the listener is not only informed about my podcast and not only informed about the Hungry Trilobite, maybe they want to check out what you're listening to if they like, you know, where you're going. They say, well, you know, maybe this guy, you know, is is going to lead me in a good direction, so I'll check out some of those podcasts. And I also do Sherpa samples where. 
I go into the podcast charts or I do a theme and I just pick like an episode of each podcast and just, just to tell people what it's about. I don't really review them. Mm -hmm. I've always said that, you know, you know, sometimes I'm not the target audience of these podcasts. You know, I, I've listened to women's podcasts and hip hop podcasts. I'm like, you, you don't want to hear what I have to say. <laughs> it, it, it's not pretty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I understand when you're, when I'm in this spot, it's like, it doesn't matter what I have to say about this. I'm not the person that's geared toward and that's okay. Right. It really right. is. <laughs> but, you know, the, again, those people are our colleagues. They're doing the same thing for a different audience. And there's usually something we can share about the business. Absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's always like a, a little bit of a learning factor between podcasters. We kind of have this like, uh, I don't know, what, what, could, what did you call it? Like a, like a code? You, not like, like, like everything that you do. It, it's, it's not guarded. It's like, oh, you want some information here? I'll give you some information. It's, a, it's an open sharing platform. Yeah, it, it's an open forum. And that it should be. Mm -hmm. Because uh, how often do you get into like, uh, support groups and, and social media clicks for, and I use the word click deliberately for mm -hmm. podcasting. Uh, I will, you know, check out some of the things on social media and see what they're saying. Sometimes like I'm, one thing that I'm really guilty of is if I'm not editing or doing something on a, on a show, I'm, I'm looking at things and people, you know, I'm, I'm comparing stuff like what, what, is, what's a good, uh, video program to use or a good, uh, you know, captioning program or a good design program, I, you know, and uh, lots of times in those groups, you know, you'll say, you know, you'll see like those same exact questions and they'll say, oh, you know, you got to try Headliner or, uh, you know, Adobe Audition or, or whatever it might be, or they might talk about a certain type of microphone, like stay away from this, you know, use this or, you know, there's always definitely a learning thing. I'll tell you a funny story. I started my podcast uh before covid hit so i was using the uh my, my phone and there was an app on the phone that i did the, did the interviews through and my second guest said have you ever heard of zoom now this is like 2019 so i'm like no what is that <laughs> when when covid hit and everybody's talking about zoom i was like i'm an old pro at this at this point <laughs> Yeah. And what I was going for is there's a lot of people, like, those questions drive me crazy, honestly, because you'll have somebody say, well, what's a good mic? And then you have two or three people say, if you don't use this particular mic, you're wasting your time. And that is such a toxic attitude. Yeah. If they're, they're gatekeeping and if they're taking something that what I thought people, there's no wrong choice as long as you know why you're doing what you're doing. You can use the different, whatever mic you need, whatever service you need, format you need. It's all yours. Just make, make a logical choice. And people are like, no, you have to do it my way. And that's, it's weird that people get to that point. Yeah. And I guess people forget that there are different levels of knowledge when you're doing this thing too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, do you, you, you mix your own audio and everything, right? Mixing is a loose word. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's, that's fair enough, but you know, there are some people that really know this stuff and they can get into uh, pro tools and, you know, the stuff that like professional sound engineers use and, you know, looking at that thing, that, that'll blow your mind. And it might be an excellent program, but for somebody like, you know, like me that, that doesn't have that extensive kind of knowledge, I'm just going to look at it and go, okay, <laughs> this is going to take me a year to figure out and nothing is going to sound right. Let's, let's go a little easier and, and kind of build up from there. 
I worked into the show that I'm I'm working with the material I have, which right, this is going to be a great sounding episode, I'm sure, because I have perfect control over this environment. I'm using my best microphone. I have all my filters on. So I don't have to do a whole lot with this, but there have been episodes I've recorded it outdoors at convention centers and you know over terrible connections through skype i mean i've done a lot of the stuff that did not sound good because what was going into it wasn't good but i really tried just to clean up what i have and use it so my editing skills go into saving disasters <laughs> i i can perfectly relate to that aaron uh, a while back i don't know if you ever interviewed him uh, bill foster the actor so. no no i haven't seen him he is incredible. He uh, was on Fear the Walking Dead. He did The Sun with uh, Pierce Brosnan. Uh, he's written some books and he's actually directing movies based on his books. <laughs> he does, he's big on Westerns and stuff like that. Nicest guy you ever want to talk to. I talked to him down on his ranch and his internet was terrible. So there was just, there was some gems that I could understand, but on the recording it was <laughs> so like oh i gotta cut this out it's killing me <laughs> but i had to like apologize before you know in my intro of the show and i said well you know i said he's a great guy but he's got lousy internet on his rants <laughs> and you know it does happen uh, there yeah. were some episodes where at, at a few episodes i'm not gonna say which ones mm -hmm. i could barely understand what the guest was saying i had to make like basically just truck along and hope I was getting everything right. And I plug it in, I download that audio and on the zoom end, it sounds perfect. And I'm just like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> to whatever tech mojo zoom is using that manages to capture all that stuff on the back end. Cause if, if we had to go by what I heard here, it would be garbage. <laughs> I, I had an interview with somebody and it was my mic. And when I played it back, the, the, the guest's end of the conversation was perfect. I did it on two different tracks, so it wasn't, you know, mixing into each other. But mine was... So what I did was I took my track, I, I listened to what I was probably asking him, and, and I re-recorded my question. So I was basically having a conversation with myself. And I won't say which episode it was. I don't know if people can figure it out, but it was like... Like, hey, I actually got away with it. <laughs> Most of the editing I do, like I said, it goes into just covering up stuff like that. And like I said, if it's baked into the concept of the show, if this is a free-flowing conversation, the only thing is, you know, I'm thinking the audience doesn't necessarily need to hear if Zoom had a hiccup and I couldn't tell what you were saying, or, you know, if I had to go let my dog out. Or I, those are things we can safely just snip right away. I, I had somebody email me and they, they, they wanted to come on the show and I listened to their show and I think it was a, an, an anime podcast or, or something, it was something along those lines. He, he was like a younger kid and I hear him talking and there was something that he wasn't sure of. And during this conversation, he said, and of course it's the dead silence and all I hear is for about 45 seconds and it was like okay nobody needed to know that you were googling this information i was i was dying i was like 
Okay, you you need to learn how to edit here, my friend, because <laughs> nobody wants to tune in on their phone and, and hear somebody typing. <laughs> so what? You're an anime fan? Oh no! Well, he's his show is about anime, so he just right. wanted to come on it. I don't really know that much about it. I was curious about how you crossed paths with him because I'm not much of an anime guy myself, but I know a lot of people in the circle. Uh huh. And I love how jazz they are about how you know every single different series there is and the the crazy levels of detail they have in their arguments it's just it's not my brand of whiskey per se <laughs> but i like the vibe that is so funny that you bring that up when i was recording uh this last batch of uh sharper samples i always end up with a dungeons and dragons podcast and a sports podcast and like that's not something that you want to talk with me about because and i'm just like Okay, if, if you're a fan, you might want to check it out <laughs> and just kind of leave it at that. Say what I heard was, you know, a bunch of people who were probably like improv actors or comedians kind of jumping on top of each other with jokes. And, you know, you know, 90% of the reference was to the game itself that I don't understand. And like the sports, the sports thing is almost like on a technical level sometimes. And they talk about players that I don't know, because I don't really sit and watch sports every weekend. <laughs> so you, you you kind of take people's word for it that, yeah, they know what they're talking about. All right. <laughs> Whatever you say. Well, again, you're kind of getting to the same mentality, the granularity of the details. And sometimes sports fans just getting into the idea of my team is best and yours sucks purely because I've been with it my whole life and for no other reason. There's a lot of that going on there. And I say that as a sports fan. So I'm, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus that I'm not joining with them. They've been indoctrinated. Yes. <laughs> How about horror fans? Horror fans are actually pretty cool. Horror fans are the stuff. And I'm not a horror fan, but I love hanging out with them. Yeah. And, and when the guys that I've talked to about uh, who have horror podcasts, there is such a, a love for the genre and you know the, they actually may or may not know some of the people personally that they've interviewed mm -hmm. but they they pick up there's so much like they idolize these people and they they kind of see themselves and i think their guests sometimes because they tend to say like oh you know some horror people are like outsiders you know but it kind of but as a community like horror all just brings them all together you know, in, in like a whole different thing that, that there's that common bond that they get to share. Oh, it totally does. Yeah. And I guess I, it's like musicians playing together, right? If, you, mm -hmm. if everyone brings a guitar, you know, there's going to be that one song that everybody wants to play. And I think part of it comes down to how much of, you know, there are, I'm sure, some excellent tier A tier horror movies out there, the, the best of the best, the gold standards. Mm -hmm. But they get so jazzed about everything, <laughs> even the stuff that's horrible by their own standards. They're like, oh, we got to get together and watch this. Okay, I'm going to bring some beers. And, and we're it's like, no, they they don't. And that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm an Ostrecki mm -hmm. and a Star Wars fan. And fans of those two things will be like, oh, don't even bother watching. Just skip right past it. And horror fans will not say that. They're like, hey, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> this is absolute shit let's get together thursday night <laughs> that was the worst movie i ever saw let's watch it again yes <laughs> this time with commentary so they could tell us how it's shit 
Yeah, it, it's it's definitely that, you know, just like a, a really interesting bond in that community. And it's very welcoming too. It's, you know, they don't care if you've never seen a horror movie and you're willing to, or, or if you've seen thousands of them, you know, just like, oh, let's, you, you saw this movie, let's talk about it. Yeah, and I kind of hope that we can build that with the, the kind of things you and I are doing here is like trying to bring people on board with new stuff in a welcoming way. Like you're introducing so many new people to new shows. And I, I think that that's a great thing. I'm going to include a link to your show in the show notes on my website. Thank you. All your material. Where can people follow your adventures that I might not be aware of? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much on any podcast app, all the major ones and even some of the small ones. I always try and get myself all over. I think, well, if people are listening, yeah, then let's get out there. Also, uh, I have a website uh, called sherpolution.com and they can hear uh, everything from too many podcasts. They can hear all the Sherpa screening room interviews. Uh, I did a couple of little mini podcasts, one called uh, The Expert Factory, uh, where people came on and uh, gave advice uh, and too many 80s songs that I did with uh, my voiceover guy, uh, Lord Bruce Goldberg, who was actually a, a radio personality in the 80s. So he's a, he's a lover of 80s music, too. And uh, and there's a couple other things, too, that you can get through the website. Uh, I do the affiliate links, and, you know, I have my own little Sherpa shop <laughs> if people want to buy merchandise, all that fun stuff. Cool. Well, Jim, thank you so much for being here. I've had a great time. You are for sure welcome back anytime you want to come on down. Thank you so much for having me, Aaron. And you got to come back on my show again, too. Just give me a time and date. I will be there. You got it. I would like to thank Jim for being my guest today, and I would like to thank you for listening. Okay, audience, we need to have a bit of a housekeeping meeting here. Normally, I will advise people to follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Aaron Bossig. I still advise that, but the situation has been made a lot more complicated in the past two weeks. I don't know when you'll be listening to this, but in the past two weeks, Elon Musk has purchased Twitter. And with his acquisition, there are some changes that are clearly in the works. It's not quite clear to me right now exactly what those changes will be, but it makes sense to start aligning my Twitter experience with my priorities. I will continue to operate my Twitter account for the foreseeable future, but under the circumstances, it makes sense to provide other ways to connect with my listeners. I remember when Facebook started its decline a few years back, and I wish I had gotten ahead of that curve a bit more than I did. I'm going to tell you all the different ways you can keep tabs on this podcast and my writing, and I will also put all of this information and, and links on my website. Go to AaronBossig.com and click the About tab to find these links and more. First of all, as I said, you can continue to follow me on Twitter at Aaron Bossig. You can also follow me on Instagram at that same handle. There is a Facebook page for this podcast, and I think it was time I paid more attention to that. I've just started an account on Mastodon, though I'm still figuring out the subtleties of that platform. And I can say the same for Wiki Tribune Social. Both of those seem like great ideas, I'm just not sure how to make the most of them right now. And if you go to my website, AaronBossig.com, and click on that About tab, you'll get the option to sign up for my mailing list. The idea here is to not only mail out podcast news, 
but also to give you all a forum to report on your creative projects and ideas. If you're trying to get a new idea out to the world, get it into the email inbox of the entire Hungry Trilobite audience. Sign up for the mailing list and let's have a real back and forth conversation. The common thread in all of these things is that I think the absolute best way to follow me is to subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast tool you listen to, and if possible, turn on new notifications when an episode drops. The second best way is to check out my website, AaronBosick.com. I pay for both of those out of my own pocket. They're mine, and they aren't going to be changed at the whim of any social media company. This gets me into the bigger point about how I believe the internet should work. I see a lot of value in the net before companies like Facebook and Twitter got so big. And the difference was people built their own websites and forums and message boards, and this had the effect of people taking responsibility for their own content. Were there problems with that? Sure, lots of them. But generally speaking, nobody worried about all conversation on the internet shutting down because of one business deal. That's a new thing, and I think if we dial back from that and take back our own content and our own conversations, we're all going to be better off for it, and I'm going to try to enable that through Hungry Trilobite as best I can. It's not going to be easy, and I'm not kidding myself into thinking we don't need social media, but I think I've leaned on Twitter a little too much for a little too long. I appreciate you all listening to this, and I look forward to chatting with you on whatever platform you want to talk on. And speaking of the internet and the web, go to the plain old website of sci-fi-coffee.com and check out their information too. They've got a lot of great coffees and a lot of great blends. You can follow their social media for as long as they use it on Twitter, and you can get 10% off your order if you use the coupon code HUNGRY as in Hungry Trilobite. I did mention you could subscribe to this show. Please do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.